Welcome to I Am Sitting on Your Hat, episode seven. Seven? Seven. Is it seven? It's Are you sure about that? Yeah. Okay. Um, number seven. <laughs> so before we get into the entree of the uh, <laughs> uh, show, of the episode, uh, just as a little appetizer here, um, have you ever gotten somebody's old number and you're getting all the texts and messages and calls from their family. Yes. Yeah. I have actually, I'm currently experiencing that and it's really annoying. Yeah. There was a kid. Uh, he just got back from his mission, I think. Um, and he had my number, but when he left, the number was disconnected and I got it. Well, he's back now. And I've been getting all of his texts from family and friends and former girlfriends and people saying how much they enjoyed his, his talk today in church and blah, blah, blah. And people he met on the mission. And uh, <laughs> I blocked probably 25 people. I was thinking you should start responding. <laughs> the next one, as, I might. As this kid. Yeah, it was good. Good yeah. hearing from you. <laughs> Because I am me. The person you think I am, that yeah. is me. For yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. And there, there was one guy who, who texted me, the first one of the first guys, and I said, I don't know who you're trying to reach, but I'm not him. <laughs> and he said, you, you wrote down the number. You wrote down the number. I'm like, I, I'm not him. <laughs> I'm not him. You can keep telling me yeah. I am, but... <laughs> I'm not though. He even sent me a picture. Like, yeah, that's my number, but I'm not him. <laughs> Sorry. You should have sent him a picture of your face. This is me. Yeah. <laughs> Do I look like him? Because I'm not. <sighs> it's been really frustrating. That's funny. Kinda. For me. Less for you, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> um We've been getting some comments. I want to just run through those really quick. Uh, I'm actually surprised for the lack of comments from the last episode, at least to me directly. Everybody just seemed more than fine with <laughs> everything that was said, which was shocking to me, mm -hmm. given the subject matter. Yeah. But I guess, you know, I'm I more power to all of you that you are much more open mm. than I gave you credit for. <laughs> so that's great. I will say this. Um, and I didn't uh, share it on that episode and I should have. And actually the, the, the GF gave me a little crap for it. No. Oh. Um, you shared something you never shared with anybody. Right. right? Except for the, your lady wife. Right. And I'll just say this. Uh, me too. Right. More than once. There you go. All right. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm 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 thrilled with the lack of you know, um judgmental comments or yeah. anything. How it's just that's it, you know, and I think Cher said it although snidely Cher. <laughs> um <laughs> you know, along the lines of wow, you're actually human is like Yeah, but you know, given the history of who we are and how we grew up yeah. and whatnot. It's like, 
it's not really a subject we ever knew dove into no. to any extent with anyone actually here okay for those listening um here's how our mom gave us the sex talk if she gave us one i mean i will say really quick i learned everything in a fifth grade slideshow i learned everything from friends there you go they they had a sign a permission slip mm-hmm. and by then blake had already filled me in on a lot of things yeah yeah <laughs> i don't know how he knew already uh but um and so we just found it funny once we started watching it because we were already there. And then yeah. they gave us the little book, and that's really where I learned the majority of every, you know, the ins and outs of the birds and bees. Mm. So, see, I never had one of those classes in school. I might have missed it. Um, but mom did have a set of videos of VHS tapes. Oh my gosh. You remember these? Yes. Oh my gosh. And she basically said, I remember this. She put me in a room, sat me down, popped in the first tape, and left. And said, here, watch this. And left. That's right. She got it from... Because at the time, she was working for the college. She was up at Weber Mm -hmm. State. And this was through one of their classes. And she thought it would be good for us. And it was a very sterile and boring and... Very. Just, you know, exact words and phrases, and this is what happens, and this is what happens, and the majority of it was just boring. And it was straight out of the 70s. It was. So there were afros and polyester and... Oh, yeah. And and anything, you know, of, of the sexual nature was all animated, which made it weird. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> no, I remember it because it was in a gray case. Mm-hmm. It was gray, and there were several VHS tapes. There was like eight of them. There was eight. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Yep, yeah. you are correct. Wow. That's that's how I learned about that's that. That's how you learned. Yep. There you go. <laughs> a bunch of people out of the 70s on VHS tapes. Then later I learned from a bunch of people out of the 70s doing other things. <laughs> <laughs> Google vintage and watch what happens. Fair. That's fair. <laughs> Hairy. Ooh. A lot of hair. That's what you're into. Um... But going back to the to the comments, you yes. mentioned Cher's comment. Yes. And I didn't share. I didn't know how to read this. Because there's a couple ways you could read it. Yes. She says, holy moly, you two are human. Didn't embarrass me at all. Bravo for opening up. Tongue punching. LOL, I remember. <laughs> now, you could read that, holy moly, you two are human. Or, you, yeah. holy moly, you two are human. Right. Well, it's Cher, so my guess is the first it's one. the former <laughs> is how she <laughs> meant that phrase. Yeah. Wow, you are human. And I was like, yeah, well. <laughs> but again, it, it you know, it's like this just is not, it was not a topic that was ever discussed. Right. It really wasn't. Yeah. Not that any of us were, I'd say, prudish. I mean, even mom nowadays. I mean, she's still standoffish from yes. the topic, but not as prudish as she was. Yeah. I mean, she can mention specific body parts without, you know, changing it to something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, wee-wee and nee-nee yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that, which she never did. I'm just saying, but, you know, same kind of things. Who else we got? Um, so, on episode five, actually, we had actually a lot of comments. Um, and which one was this? 
This was about our jobs. All of the jobs. Yeah. yeah. Share again. She's back. <laughs> and she says, hey, hey, as far as the living scriptures, non-payment, not my fault. The drug, ad- the drug addict I was married to controlled the money. Fair enough. She also mentioned Mom and Brent, man friend Brent. She said, so Mom and Brent met at a singles ward dance. Is that where it was? Mm-hmm. Okay. She wanted nothing to do with him, but he was persistent. Was he? He Apparently. doesn't seem like a pushy type. No, he doesn't. But, you know, you get some of that fruit punch at a ward dance and you just loosen right up, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some of that uh, Kool-Aid and 7-Up mix. In. Oh, man. That carbonation will do you in. Yep. Things go off the rails. <laughs> um, Ashton commented, and she says, The reason the trash can is so familiar, harking way back to our first episode, <laughs> and the whole uh, um, name of this podcast, uh, to Emily is because Troy and Joel put Katie and M in the trash can, and Troy, Joel, and me sat on top. So she said, ah, yes, passing on the trauma. Do you remember that? No. No. (laughs) And Ashton, or or Emily said, I keep waiting for it to be brought up. Like, hello. (laughs) Katie said, so rude. (laughs) I don't, I don't, I I wouldn't put it past us that we did that. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we did. Yeah. Because um, I didn't have any younger siblings, but I had them. So, yeah, we, we, we probably did. I'm sure you did. <laughs> um, well, if it makes you feel any better, I climbed in the garbage can at one point of my own accord. So I knew what it was like. Okay. <laughs> I played Oscar the Grouch for a minute. Um, Cher's back. She says, and this is about our uh, uh, wrestling shows, going to wrestling shows with us. Yep. She said, yes, I was there. My fave was Triple H, not Shawn Michaels, LOL. Triple H, but well, here's the thing though. I thought she was at least saw them prior to Triple H even starting in wrestling. I thought so too. I had a big memory of that because I swear she was a Rockers fan. I swear it just because it was the 80s and the big hair, and yeah, yeah. you know. But you know, that's if that's what she says, then okay. So, share, let us know. Let us know if you actually watched it back in the early 90s at any time. But you'd be disappointed. Triple H is a short guy. Yes, he is. So if you're into tall guys, that's not where you go. (laughs) He's Yeah, he's as tall as us. 5'8", 5'9". Now, granted, he's three times as large, but (laughs) he is much shorter. And then uh, a comment from your good lady wife. Yes. She said, I have so many ideas for more episodes. She does. Period. Stop. She does. Um, And... That'll be something that we'll talk about in the in the future. There is uh, ideas of things we can talk about, people we can talk to, okay, and whatnot. And um, speaking of that, if uh, I would like to get both share and guys take because they both mentioned the dad episode as yes. well, yeah, um, because they were here, you know, obviously before us. I mean, they have you know, seven to four years more with him in this house before we were even born. Yeah. And so I'm sure they have some more memories. I mean, if, if that's something that interests, then just let us know and we'll could probably, probably revisit that in the future. So we could probably 
Skype guy in um, and then have share here. Yeah. Like on another microphone and do it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, take a road trip in Washington. That was still my goal anyway. Oh, that's true. At one point. That's true. <laughs> could take the show on the road. Yay. Uh, and then one last comment here from Katie. Um, going back to our job uh, episode. She says, I got fired for having a miscarriage. That was the reason they gave me. Also, I listened to every episode while at work today. LOL. Very entertaining. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's illegal. <laughs> firing somebody for a miscarriage like that's what i would think i mean i think that's grounds for a lawsuit but there has to be something there yeah but look into that all right uh all right let's, let's move into the um main topic of this episode which is ancestry so we're done with the appetizers Onto the entree onto the entree finished the cheese sticks now the pasta dishes arrived <laughs> um and the reason I, I thought about this is I don't know a lot. Um, you know more than I do because you've studied this. I have to a certain extent. Mm. I mean, there is obviously a lot you could get into when it comes to family. I yeah. mean, there are offshoots and, you know, relations way back and like three and four times removed, yeah. eighth cousins and, you know, and all that. But where I have focused mainly is kind of a uh, direct line mm -hmm. family history to where it's like a father to son thing. Right. Or, you know, uh, son to mother, mother to grandmother, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. And that in itself is a lot. I mean, there is a lot there. Okay. And so I just found it fascinating to see, one, how far back we could go, and two, how much information you can find on these people. Right. You know what I mean? Where they're from. Uh, what they did, if there's any record, and um, yeah, it, it, we can go back. That's for sure. So, I, my first question would be: How far back, or how long, I should say, has our family been in the U.S. In the U.S. specifically, yes. Fruit. Now, this is something else that I did. Um, I'm focusing solely right now on the wood side the okay. wood line um because to be fair on the call side mom's side they have done a lot more family history research there's yeah. a lot more information available there's books there's there books is written books and volumes <laughs> yeah. and that would take um some serious study and you know writing stuff down to really kind of form any coherent line mm -hmm. but the wood family on that side is pretty straightforward. Mm -hmm. um, there are books written, there are histories, but not to the extent of that side. Yeah. Um, so to answer your question, the Wood family, our line directly, has been in the U.S. since around 1855. Okay. So mid, yeah, 18, between 1850 and 1855 is when they landed on the U.S. shores. Okay. And then on, on the other side, you know, you know that it was around the same time, same time. Um, but, and this is where it gets a little different. If you go off a slight offshoot, now our direct line can place them coming to us shores around the same time as the wood family. Mm -hmm. But if you look at a specific offshoot, it can take us back to before 
or during initial U.S. colonization. Okay. So we're talking sixteen you know, hundreds. Yeah. So we're yeah we're talking you know with George Washington and that era we're talking oh, okay. Revolutionary War, and so in that case we've been here that long. If you look at the calls on that side, hmm. um, okay. but but it's not a direct a direct line to us, but there is still relations. There are still relations there. Okay. So you're looking like cousins that are fourth and fifth times removed and great, great, great grand uncles mm -hmm. six times removed. That's where that comes into play. But it's interesting if you look at the direct lines between the two, because they both start in England. Yeah. They both leave out of Liverpool. <laughs> they both end on the East coast between Pennsylvania and New York, mm -hmm. and they both come to Utah. I mean, it's almost parallel time frame, and huh. it's insane that that's that's how it happened. That's weird, but um, yeah. So okay, that's where we're at. All right, then. Well, let's since you're focusing on on the wood side. Yes. Um, how far back then have you gone from father to son, so on and so on? A direct line. Um, take a wild guess, just off top of your head. How far do you think it you could go? in written history in any sort of viable written history to where you could see a record uh, four three four hundred years closer to eight oh we cool. can <laughs> okay. it is cool we can actually father to son back into medieval england really so the medieval ages or medieval the medieval england was basically between 1140 and into the 1400s. Right. We can trace our line to John, I think his name is John Wood the <laughs> first. Hmm. And he was born about the year 1200. Wow. Okay. And so, yeah, John Wood the first between 1200 and he died between 1280 and 1291. So hmm. that's how far back we can go. So we're talking the age of knights and Kings and, dragons and <laughs> cool king arthur so but there is not a lot of whole information a whole lot of information on him specifically but there is enough to link him to the family line okay um more on the stuff more on the records that you can find in england more than you can in the u.s okay you're not going to find a whole lot of information specifically about our side until like i said around the 1840s 1850s where they start you know, making their way to America. Okay. So yeah, um, you can, you can go all the way back in about the year 1200. All right. Is there, is there anybody of significance? And what I mean by that, is there anybody right. that did something uh, interesting? <laughs> Anything of note? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. But <laughs> unfortunately, um, so and we've been a boring family for, we have, but here's the thing. Of years. Here's the thing. We have been a consistently boring family because True. <laughs> it once the written history started, you can find that our ancestors stuck pretty much to two or three trades for hundreds and hundreds of years. Is that how we got our last name? From the mountains? Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. But um you would think it would be something else because up until I'd say around the 1700s, 1800s, you go through John Wood, the second Adam Wood, um, John Wood the third, 
and we're into the 1300s. Richard Wood the first um, into William Wood. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of these people, if you can track it down, were in, they were bakers. Hmm. They spent a lot of time in the food industry. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. They were bakers and they were farmers. So they were of the earth, right? We could say salt, salt piece, salt of the salt earth, of the earth, exactly. Yeah. And what's interesting is that our fourth great grandfather, he's the one that his name is John. He's the one that came to America, right? And he brought with him a candy making machine. Hmm. He was a candy maker. Okay. Who else do you know in the family that was a candy maker? Our grandma. Our grandma. So it hasn't gone away. <laughs> We still do the exact same thing they've been doing for hundreds of years. And so if there's anybody in the family listening, pick up the torch and run with it so it doesn't die. And say Be a candy maker. We're in the wrong we need line to of business. Make candy. That's what we need to do. Be in By the, the way, industry. we do. That candy making machine is actually in the Church History Museum right now. Is it? It is. He brought it from England. It even says property of John Wood. You know, he brought it with him from England and uh Cool. And the, now when I say candy, what it is, imagine a Hall's cough drop. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Right. It's just a hard candy made from a press. It's a hand crank press. That's all it is. 1800s so. candy is very different. <laughs> it's, yeah. I've actually watched a YouTube video of somebody making that exact type of candy mm-hmm. after restoring a very similar thing. But yeah, it's very boring. It's just hard sugar is really all it is. Yeah. But what a treat. Yeah. <laughs> From, you know, buffalo meat and hardtack, I guess, is what right, <laughs> they were right, initially right. eating. Right. So. Okay. Um, so, we go from medieval England. Yes. Or medieval, depending on who you are. Medieval. Yep. We eventually end up over here in the U.S. on, on the East Coast. Yes. Um. We, what what happens from there to then into Utah? Like okay. What what what's the journey there? So here we go. Um, our like I said, our fourth great grandfather John. Yeah. He uh, he pretty much spearheaded this whole thing. He became a member of the church, and I think he was the first one to do so. Okay. After becoming a member of the church, he decided to be part of the westward expansion, as it were. Mm-hmm. Now he was. Well off, let's just say. He was more well off than others. Okay. And so he was able to afford to bring himself, his wife, um, his kids of the time at the time, including our great, great, great grandfather, who was like six years old at the time. Bring all of them plus another family, pay for their way aboard a ship called the Samuel Curling. They left the coast of Liverpool in 1855 and took a six week journey on the ship to a port in New York. Hmm. And so as our family is, it was a relatively boring journey. There was nothing (laughs) of note that happened. (laughs) There was no storm. There was no flooding of the ship. The only thing, and I don't want to say this is exciting, but there were two deaths aboard. Well, one was an infant that died in childbirth mm -hmm. And the other was a young kid who fell, hit his head, and died. That was it. Everybody else survived uh, with no sickness, nothing (laughs) relatively, you know, boring journey to the East Coast. Um, And then once he made it to the East Coast, his whole plan 
their whole plan from the beginning was just to continue on into Utah. So mm -hmm. he bought himself, I think he started with eight oxen, a riding horse, several head of cattle, couple covered wagons, hand cart. He could afford this. I mean, that's how well off this man was. Okay. Not only for his family, but for this other family in tow. And I wish I could remember their name right off, but I can't. But uh, so they started the journey. It was um, in late summer. And uh, I think it was around July or August. And uh, they made the journey from New York following the old handcart trails and yeah. pioneer trails um, and made it to the Salt Lake Valley in late October of 1855. 1855. Okay. So, so he wasn't with the original Mormon pioneers then. No. Um, I know people on the call side were. Yes. Correct. Yes. Yeah. They were uh, on the call side. Um, one of our ancestors specifically was told by Brigham Young head West. Right. And so you can't get much more, you know, right then and there than that. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. So, but they started, yeah, it was after, I mean, put it into time perspective, they showed up here only within eight years of statehood mm. for Utah. I mean, that's how soon they were here and how long we've been here <laughs> since, um, that we've never left. <laughs> you know, true. We, we set up stakes yeah. <laughs> eight years after statehood and never left. <laughs> and so that's where, that's where we ended up for now. Hmm. So, but okay. at, you know, a lot of his kids and, uh, we'll get into the whole, it gets interesting. Um, but a lot of his kids did shoot off and go to different areas. And I'm sure some of them left the state, but like I said, focusing on father to son, his son, which would be our third great grandfather. And then our great, great and our great, they all just stayed in Utah, moved up North eventually to right. like the Garland and box elder County area. And, uh, eventually made their way to Ogden where okay. we are today. <laughs> and here's something I didn't know. The one that came to Ogden first was our grandpa. Really? Yeah. He was the first huh. in our line to come to Ogden. He's the one that brought the family to Ogden. Before that, they were up in Garland. His father, our great-grandfather, set up stakes in Garland after leaving Farmington. Mm -hmm. And then Lamar came to Ogden. And what, something else I didn't know is that he married grandma in Oklahoma. Really? And the reason for that that I can find is he was in the military. Mm -hmm. He was in the army. Right. And so I'm assuming that's why that he was either stationed over there or was over there for a reason. But, uh, cause he was obviously born here mm -hmm. around here and then left, met her married over there in Oklahoma and then came back here. So huh. then made their way to Ogden. Which I had no idea. I didn't know that either. But yeah, apparently they were married in Oklahoma. I had no clue. You know what uh, what brought him here? Why Ogden? I do not. Oh, okay. I do not know why. He was a truck driver. Um, he worked for distribution. It could have been out of here. I know that dad has often said he worked for Coors mm -hmm. Beer. Right. And I think there was a... Uh, distribution or something that was just down off of 12th street. And I think oh, that's okay. may have been what brought him here. I think it was work related. So, so beer brought us here. Beer brought us here, you know, 
beer is what holds his family together. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh, well, then, then real quick, um, how did, do you know how then the mom side came to Ogden? Ah, was it, was it grandpa or did he, I think it would have to be because Frank, his father did not, I don't think he lived in Ogden. I don't think so either. Frank Elwood. I, I don't think he lived in Ogden. So I think it was grandpa, our grandpa that brought that side. And then they ended up one street apart from each other. So which is weird. See what I mean? I mean, yeah. it's, it, it was like, it was meant to be. Yeah. These two families <laughs> were meant to be close. So, And they were parallel streets. They were. You could see one weird. house from the backyard of another. I mean, <laughs> that's how close we were. <laughs> hmm. Well, now I'm wondering because mom would say that her great-grandmother, or grandmother, I forgot which, that she was living... Um, do you know where the, the, the Macy's grocery store is up there? Yes. Right. The one with the giant flag. Yes. There's a little complex, a little, not, not a strip mall. It's kind of like a little, I don't know, cheap little apartments or whatever close by there. Okay. And I think she said that's where her grandma lived. On the call side. Yeah. Which so it's very possible. I guess. The calls could have been here. Now, I I haven't tracked down our, well, not calls, but if it was grandmas, it have been the Godfrey side. Oh, that's true. That's and true. And so yeah, um, yeah. they could have been here, and then grandpa could have very well met her here in Ogden. That's true. As far okay. as that, that, that's something I'll have to look into. But like I said, that history is extensive. We're talking Gandhi dancers. <laughs> We're talking... <laughs> <laughs> you know, railroad workers, which yeah. is what a Gandhi dancer is, by the way, which I found out. But uh, yeah, it's it's extensive on that side. For okay. Sure. All right. But um, oh, by the way, uh, uh, most of the names on the Wood side is either John or David. So I'm giving you a heads up there. So if I mention a John Wood, there's a lot of them. There's a whole lot of John Woods. We kind of stopped that. We did. There's no. Currently, I don't think there's any John or Davids. What's interesting is, is that the next, it went John Wood the first, second, third, and now all of a sudden there was a Lawrence. <laughs> and so... Somebody was rebelling. Lawrence, and then there was a David, and then we went back to a John, and then a John David. And so... <laughs> <laughs> but then John David had a Charles, right. and then Charles had a Lamar. So we'll figure that one, you know. Hey, well, well, hang on, hang on here. Yep. We had a Chuck Wood we had in Chuck the family. Wood. We did. Our great-grandfather's Chuck Wood. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> so. All right. Um, so you, you've you been doing some driving around. Yes. And found some interesting ancestral places. I yeah? did. I did. Um, now, after John Wood, when he first showed up, and uh, he moved from the Salt Lake Valley mm -hmm. up north into Farmington. When he got there, there was a grand total of about seven families living in Farmington. Okay. And uh, it was because of him and everybody else who he brought that that place really started to take off. Because he was the first person to build an actual store that you could go buy things from in the city. Oh. He built and ran the first store 
in Farmington. And it was out of the back of his home. It was off of like 100 South and something over there in Farmington. You actually take a walking tour, by the way, and uh, see all these sites where they used to be. Um, and so he ran that for a while until he was able to build his own standalone store off of Main Street, 25 North Main in Farmington. And that's what I went to track down. Okay. And I will just say, there, and I feel like an idiot admitting this, but I'm going to, because I am an idiot in certain aspects. <laughs> For some reason, I thought that Farmington began and ended on the east side of the freeway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I thought. I thought Farmington was there. It was Lagoon. It was the small area north of Lagoon <laughs> to about Cherry Hills. And then that was it. Boy, was I surprised because when I, when I was tracking down these addresses, I ended up on the west side of the freeway. And I will admit, I had never, yeah. ever seen that side of the city. Yeah. It was weird, like I, isn't it? It is. It was, I was in a whole different state. I'm like, where am I? <laughs> and so then I ended up in Kaysville, which apparently I'd never been in. And I'm like, oh my gosh. This is insane. And so there apparently there's a whole other side of Farmington that I didn't know about. Well, and, and but, here's <laughs> here's the thing. The reason for that and the reason he says that is because we had an aunt and uncle who lived on the east side of Farmington. We did. And so when we would go into Farmington, that is where we would go. We would go visit them or we would go to Lagoon and we've never cross over to the <laughs> west side of the freeway. And they were only what? five minutes north of yeah. lagoon yeah i think walking distance yeah. and uh yeah th- so that's in my own naivete i assumed <laughs> that was farmington and so anyway i went up to track down because there was a photo of our great great grandfather stand or great 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 grandfather standing in front of what he would rename jd mercantile which is jonathan david or jd wood mercantile mm-hmm. and so he was the son of john wood that i've been talking about who was the son of john wood who was this <laughs> who was the son of john wood john david was the son of john who was the uh <laughs> son of uh david so right 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 <laughs> david john john david john anyway <laughs> and so i i went to track this down and f- from everything that i could read everything i could see I mean, obviously, addresses are going to change over 100-plus years, yeah. obviously. But the general area remained the same. And uh, when you can read about you can read about his history, and they say that he built up his store just barely down off the corner on Main Street. And they even said, which would be modern-day 25 North Main. So I went and tried to track this thing down. Mm-hmm. And 25 North Main does not exist anymore okay it goes from 23 to like 37 the only thing there is like a driveway in between two buildings Mm -hmm. but you can kind of line up the shot because you can kind of see the corner of the street which i'm assuming hasn't changed all that much Mm -hmm. maybe it has but you can kind of line it up and it's funny because the buildings that's there now very modern buildings are in the exact same shape as the two that were there previously (laughs) one is taller one is shorter One's on the corner, connected right to the smaller one. Mm-hmm. Exactly the same <laughs> as the as 
you know, as it was back when that was his store. So. Hmm. Okay. So obviously that store is not going to exist. It looked pretty ramshackle from the beginning. Yeah. In that, you know, cause it's just a wooden, a wooden storefront, but, uh, he ran that thing for the better part of 20 plus years. And, um, and that was, uh, Jonathan David. Uh, he actually, what happened is that the church, which was obviously a major presence at the time, sure. I mean, yeah. there was nobody else here really, um, decided to start doing what would they, what they would call a co-op mercantile, which means, you know, a lot of other people would sell out of this store besides mm -hmm. him. So he just kind of got <clears throat> absorbed into this co-op, right? which was known as the Zion's Cooperative Mercantile <laughs> Industry, as you might recognize as ZCMI. Oh, yeah. And okay. so if you remember ZCMI, that's when this whole thing started. So he was an early member of that. That quickly collapsed because people would fall through on credit and credit lines. Mm -hmm. No fault to him because... Our grandfathers at that point were very, very specific on measurements and collecting payments, but that was out of their hands at the time. Right. And so it was the church's fault that that thing kind of fell through. And so that quickly dissolved, and then they ended up buying their own building back, and that's when it became J.D. Wood Mercantile, and he was he owned the shop. So. Huh. Okay. And he was able to sell not only the the candy but food and clothing and dry goods and you know all out of that store for several several years so hmm. all right um do you have anything uh anything else in your research i do like to share i do now let me share with <laughs> this was actually kind of funny let me share with you a kind of a funny story um before they came to america Jonathan David, he remembered as a little kid um, being on holiday, as it were. Because remember, John Wood was full-on English. I mean, he just came from, right. from Britain, right. which is hard for me to remember. You know, that you know, thinking back, my fourth great-grandfather was just British. Just a British man. He, he was yeah. straight out of England. <laughs> and, but he was a well-to-do British individual. And... His son remembered when they were little kids and it was around the holidays, which I'm assuming is Christmas or whatever it was, Boxing Day or whatever it is. I don't know. But sorry if you're listening over in England. <laughs> but um, what would happen, and this is one of his memories, is that the wealthy people of the city they were living in, um, I can't remember. It was around Sussex. Mm -hmm. It was a Sussex area, if I remember correctly. Burwash. I'm looking at looking at the notes. Burwash in Sussex, England. Um, the wealthy people lived on a hill because, of course, they did. Right. And what they would do around the holidays is they would do something which is called an orange roll. <laughs> and what they would do... Is that exactly what I think it is? It is. Okay. If you're thinking it's rolling oranges, yeah. <laughs> then that's exactly what it is. So what they would do as a way of entertaining the, you know poorer individuals, specifically the children mm. of the town, is they would roll oranges down a hill and allow the children to chase after them. And they could keep whatever oranges they could catch, catch up to as they <laughs> chased them down Great. this hill. And apparently that was entertainment 
for the wealthy. For the wealthy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look at there, chase the auditors down here. <laughs> and so he remembered that, but he remembered it in a positive light. Like yeah. it was a fun thing to do. It's like, was it though? Was it? And so, <laughs> wasn't it so hot when we rolled the oranges down the hill? Remember the orange roll? <laughs> oh, no. Had the poor kids chase yeah, after them. The orange roll of eighteen thirty. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so, yeah that that was one of his memories. Another memory that he had because he has an extensive history mm -hmm. is that when they first pulled into the Farmington area, there was nothing but sagebrush. Farmland, as far as the eye can see. It was all sagebrush, is what he said. And he said there was, like he said, seven families living here and nothing but sagebrush. Yeah. And so what would happen is that his father and a lot of the other members of the community would go up the canyon to, uh, you know, haul timber down out of the canyon to start building. Mm -hmm. So they built themselves a sawmill. One day, when they were working at the sawmill... Um, John Wood and a lot of his other cronies working at the sawmill. They had stopped for lunch and while they were eating, a black bear made his way <laughs> into the sawmill. Okay. Which obviously was terrifying. Sure. Because, uh, you know, it was up on the hill, up in the mountain a little ways, the sawmill. So they all vacated the sawmill. They ran out, but not far enough away that they couldn't see what was happening with the bear. And what this bear did was it came in and it started eating their food that they had left behind. Yeah. In fact, he grabbed some of their food and sat down on a log, kind of sat, <laughs> you know, it's bear sitting ways on this log. Now, unfortunately, this log was in the process of being drawn into the saw <laughs> on the sawmill. Okay. And so the bear, I guess, was didn't realize what yeah. was happening. And so it was sitting there eating and being pulled along on the saw blade trail toward the saw. And so it's sitting there eating and it reached the saw blade, which bit into its hindquarters, obviously. And the bear freaked out, turned around and swatted the saw and started basically kind of fighting the <laughs> saw, fighting <blade>. the saw. <laughs> and let's just say from what I read, the bear lost the battle with right. the saw blade. And according to John David's own words, um, how did he put it? Basically, it got cut apart by the saw. Right. So the bear <laughs> fought the saw and lost and was and ended up getting cut to pieces. It's a song, isn't it? I fought the saw. I the fought saw one. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it was. But uh, yeah, so that was hilarious for me that that was <laughs> that, that actually happened. That, is, that this bear didn't even realize it was being pulled toward its death. Well, it had, it had <laughs> bear meat. It had food, you know. But, uh, yeah. So. <sighs> okay. <laughs> and yeah. uh, so, like I said, eventually, um, John started getting um, much older. He lost his sight. Um, he ended up going blind. But he was a very, very good violin player. Mm -hmm. He actually built a violin while on the trail to Utah out of an old pig pen wow. that he used to have. He built his own violin That's that cool. he kept. And after he went blind, he just kind of sat in his home and played this violin near the fire as a as a blind violinist. It's kind of depressing. It was. It was. Where's that violin now? <laughs> That'd be that, cool. That would be cool to see. 
that would be. That's something I have to look into. But uh, so he eventually obviously died, yeah. but he died no more than 48 hours after his wife did. Mm. And that was, it was recorded that that was one of his wishes that he's always said. He always said, when I die, I hope it's at the same time as my wife mm. or pretty close to it. So, so you can't get much closer than less than 48 hours apart. Oh, no kidding. So, and so he was buried up in Farmington. You can still find his headstone there. It looks like a giant chess piece and it's the biggest in the cemetery <laughs> just because of, you know, he was one of the founders of the city, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then Jonathan David took over and, uh, he married his cousin. Lovely. So our great, great grandfather married his cousin. I didn't know we had incest in the family. Now, I don't know if it was a first cousin or a second cousin, but he married a uh, lady by the last name of Bird. And um, let me double check that, make sure I got that right. Yeah. And so at the time, because polygamy was rampant, um, <laughs> he had his first wife and they had a dozen kids, mm -hmm. literally 12 children and then he took a second wife and had nine kids with her so between two women 21 kids great and so if you're wondering why the woods are so ensconced in this city yeah, yeah. or in this state <laughs> you can pretty much thank him for that right. <laughs> just like you can thank anson call on the other side yeah. for us being <laughs> you know as far reaching yeah, we're we're pretty scattered we're, yes and there's a lot he has uh spread his seed as it were yeah but um okay huh what i when you said the bear it it triggered a memory didn't we didn't we have another ancestor who fought a bear or got into a tangle with a bear or am i did i get that wrong not that i can think of okay that's that's not to say it didn't happen i mean obviously it was you know it was a very um, common occurrence yeah. back in pioneer days, but, uh, yeah, it wasn't okay. anything that, uh, I could find right off. So, all right. So our, it's interesting. Our, our family, I guess, specifically on the, well, no, not specifically on both sides. We've kind of had a hand in the formation of several cities here in northern Utah. A lot of cities. That's and interesting. It even stretches down into cities in Arizona. Um, I know Anson Call had a hand in even going out into Nevada, mm. down into Arizona. There was a place called, I think it was called Call's Landing before it was renamed. Sounds familiar, yeah. But, uh, you know, upwards of cities like Honeyville, mm -hmm. um, obviously Farmington, um, I'm trying to think. Oh, uh, Woods Cross. Woods Cross. Obviously, which yep. is interesting because that wood comes through the call line, right. <laughs> which is weird. Which is really weird. Because it's like, was there cross Did somebody cross the stream? <laughs> cross contamination. Cross contamination here. <laughs> we cross the streams before. Cross the streams. I will say there is a wood along my wife's ancestral line in Utah. Is there? an actual wood down her line. Hmm. But fortunately 
I was able to look that one up and I found that person, but there's absolutely no relation no, that's good. That's to good. the woods of, <laughs> so we haven't crossed the streams yet, but, uh, so what's okay. interesting is that, uh, so eventually, so Jonathan David died. He was buried in Farmington as well. Um, and you can still find his headstone is there. there. There's a lot of woods there. And so then Charles made his way into Garland. Good old Chuck Wood. Chuck Wood went up into Garland with uh, his wife, Hannah. And that's where he had um, our grandfather and let's see how many other kids did he have? Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That eight kids. Hmm. Um, and this is where the fun names took over. Right. So you got Theron. Farrell, sure. Leland, uh-huh. Lamar. You know that's that's where these names. <laughs> so if you remember growing up, you always heard about, you know, Uncle uh, Farrell, yeah, Theron, yep. You know, yeah, um, I remember those names, and that's where they came from. What I didn't realize is I think Grandpa was actually the last to die of his brothers and sisters. Really? So I think every one of them are gone. Uh, yeah, they did. They did. No, apparently his sister, his sister was the last. He died in 2006. His sister, Clara died in 2007. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, they're all, they're all gone. That line is at an end. So because our family tendrils have spread out so much. Yes. Do you think we're related to any of the famous woods? Such Elijah, as Elijah, Natalie, Evan, Rachel, <laughs> I I tend to think probably I'd say a little ways I'd say a lot of ways down the line there is probably a relation there. So I I will say looking at Elijah Wood you could plant him in a family reunion and he'd fit right in. He does. He has he kind of he has the big kind of buggy <laughs> wood eyes, blue eyes that that a lot of them have. Yeah. And uh yeah, so I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it that, that Natalie or Elijah or who was the other one? Evan Rachel. That's right. Um, Star of Westworld on HBO. Oh, that's right. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm sure the relation is there just because of, you know, through the po- polygamous side of things and just spreading as wide as, as they have. Yeah. I would not doubt it. I would not doubt it. Um, but going back to one of your earlier, earlier questions, I would say our most infamous relation, if there was one, was down the call lines during the initial America colonization. Okay. The American colonization. During one of the very first and bloodiest Native American battles. Mm -hmm. He was a member of that. And it was because of that battle that it really opened the door for American colonization. That was the last battle that kind of broke down that wall that the indigenous people had set up. Right. You know, trying to, yeah. Yeah. Holding, you know, back this, yeah. this expansion. He was a member of that, of, of that, uh, that army that ended that situation. And it was bloody. There was at least 2000 deaths on each side. And, uh, it was it was not pleasant, but you know he was part of that. 
Wonderful. So great. (laughs) Fantastic. But we also had calls that were under George Washington's rule during the Revolutionary Mm -hmm. War. Um, We had calls that date uh, again all the way back to England when it was spelled A U L E C A U L E. Hmm. And um, yeah, a lot of them were buried over in, in ancient church burial grounds over there. And I would love to see that. That'd be cool. It would be fantastic. But that'd be really cool. But yeah, I, and uh, it's interesting that a lot of these, a lot of the history is really, I mean, like it or not. um, A lot of the history is thanks to church leaders saying, keep a journal. Yeah. I mean, that's where we can find all this. And I equate that to what we're doing now, because this is going to be here. What we're doing now, recording this, will be here, you know, as long as it's not deleted for who, who knows how long. Yeah, forever, you know, potentially. On the internet. Yeah. And so my kids, great-grandkids, whoever, will be able to listen to this, and instead of reading it like I did through, you know, our history, they could listen to it, yeah. you know? And, and I find that. Really kind of cool to think about. So we're pioneers. We are. We're pioneers. digital pioneers. Digital pioneers. <laughs> That's right. So, yeah. I mean, it's 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 definitely uh, you know we're definitely well you know developed here in this state. Yes, for yes. sure. I'll always our, find a wood. Always find a call. Our roots go very deep in yes. Utah. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, a few a few family members have left. Obviously, that's true. Uh, our oldest brother, guy, he's in Washington. Yep. Uh, we have cousins that and aunt and uncles that that moved out to Oregon and now in Idaho and that sort of thing. We have um, relations in Washington. Yep. I'm still apart from guy, but there are other um, relations out that way. But we we pretty much just kept to the you know the west, the yeah. western states. But I'm, I'm sure there are others there. There's the uh, the phantom cousin that we're always told the about. The apocryphal ballet cousin. <laughs> the ballerina that nobody has ever seen or heard yeah, from. right. That just supposedly exists <laughs> in Florida or that's whatever right. it is. You know, so... I heard she was part of a ballet company in New York. You know, if, if she's out I, there, then... Wow. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> nobody... Nobody that I know of has ever even seen this mm. person. And so if anybody can prove me wrong, show me a picture. Because <laughs> I'm starting to think she doesn't exist. Yeah. In all it's, honesty. It's a good bet. I think yeah. this is a family story that was made up. <laughs> and this person does not exist. Prove me wrong. That's what I say. As you know, as the internet says, fight me. Because I, I, <laughs> I challenge you to prove me wrong. You know, get her on the phone. Yes. <laughs> I don't think she's real. Find the uh the uh uh call ballerina of the East Coast. That's right. So, so talking about this just really quick, I'm I'm reminded of old family reunions we used to have. I was gonna ask you that. Before you jump into that de- let me ask you, who yeah. is the oldest relation? That you can remember meeting on either side on either side because i have one memory of our great grandmother on mom's side but she was not alive oh i remember being at her funeral either it was a viewing 
because I remember because I was small enough to where it was mostly kneecaps right. that I was looking at. I remember this clearly unless I dreamed it, but I'm pretty sure I didn't. And seeing her laid out there. In fact, Charles, our great grandfather on dad's side, died one year before I was born. He died in 1977. Hmm. Now, this is interesting because we're really not that far removed from pioneers, if you think about it. True. Because Charles died in 1977. That was great-grandpa. Great-great-grandpa was the son of pioneer that came from England. Hmm. So we're only three, four generations removed. That is not that long ago, if you think about it, in all honesty. That's true. That's true. I mean, we are really, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's close. <laughs> but at the same time, it, you know, it's 100 plus years, but, it, you know, it's only a couple generations back. So, um, But to answer your question, it had to have been a brother or sister of one of the grandparents. Cause I think along the line somewhere I met them. Okay. Uh, I don't remember them by name, but it, that had to have been the oldest that I've met. All right. I'm pretty sure it didn't go farther back than that because I was born too late where the rest of them that you were talking there, they were long gone by then. Yeah. So. Yeah. You, I don't, I don't remember a lot. I remember hearing names, mm -hmm. those names that I was talking about. Yeah. But I never really remember meeting the person. I mean, obviously yeah. they were alive. Sure. The only person I remember meeting was um, Aunt Blanche on dad's side and Charlene, which was uh, dad's sister. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, she was. Aunt know, Blanche. Aunt Blanche and <laughs> Aunt Charlene. But uh, yeah, apart from that, there were a lot of older people that, like you were saying at family reunions, that I would be introduced to and didn't care. Yeah. I don't know who they are. Yeah. But then I go the next year and be reintroduced to them again. It's like, again, still don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're just old. When do we get to bingo? Yeah. Because that's exactly, all, you know, give me the raffle, let me win something. Yep. You know, Break out the fried chicken because <laughs> this is boring to me. <laughs> Let me do the fishing game or find coins yep. in the sawdust. Yep. <laughs> I will say the wood side had some good family reunions. They did. As far as like activities and stuff, though. The call side was fairly boring. Yes. But the wood side was, the wood family reunions were a good time. At least they tried to be entertaining. Yeah. I mean, all the call side did was get together and talk. Talk. Whereas the woods tried to entertain the younger kids with mm. like the fishing game. And like I said, the sawdust and the raffles mm. and the bingo. And so, and I don't know when that stopped, but it just dried up. And yeah. I think it dried up. Jeez. I want to say shortly after grandpa passed or even before that. Shortly. Probably. Cause I don't remember going to one in the last 20 years. Yeah. At least. It was in that mysterious place up the up the canyon. Yeah. Like out in up north. Yep. <laughs> I can't even remember, but I remember going down this dirt road. It was kind of on a hill. Mm hmm And we were near a stream, and there was always that pavilion there, and, you know, the older people would go and skeet shoot, and, uh, <laughs> you know, we'd always have the fried chicken, but... Yeah. uh 
Couldn't take you there now. I have no idea where that place is. I have no clue. Yeah. But I can see it. I can see I, it too. I, I see the pavilion and I remember the sawdust because mm-hmm. it was right there where people would pull in and park. But uh, yeah, I, I couldn't tell you where it is. I have no <laughs> idea. So, but would that be something that you would nowadays even be interested in? Like if somebody were trying to start up a family reunion, would that be something that would interest you at all? Not really. Yeah. See, I feel the same way. It's like, I I don't think I've spoken with my first cousins on dad's side since grandma passed. Yeah. And I don't think I spoke with them then. They were there. But uh, I think the last time I spoke with, I think it was either Chris or Mitch. Yeah. Or even... Or even Nick in person. He's a Facebook friend. But uh, I think the last time I spoke to him is when we were pallbearers for Grandpa. Yeah, I think that was the last time. That was the too. last time I spoke to him. And so, yeah, I, I don't know if a family reunion would be even worth attempting. Because I don't think anybody cares. Yeah. <laughs> and if they did, I think we'd all just kind of sit there and just kind of... Awkwardly Look at each other. And, yep. Mm. <laughs> Okay. Um, any other uh, interesting tidbits or stories you want to share before we wrap um, this up? You know, it, it's not necessarily interesting, but it's funny. If you go down, if you go down Dad's side, you'll hit some very interesting last names. Okay. <laughs> I mean, apart from Wood, yeah. If if you go on to who they married, you're going to run into balls. Now, now this Why might. Why would you? Why would you? And this, this might be my, you know, my uh, adolescent humor coming in. But it's funny that you run into William Balls, run into Bill Balls down the line, and you run into Siemens. <laughs> Why? So down our family line, we have Siemens and Balls, and Wood. <laughs> when, Wood, Siemens, and Balls. <laughs> Come on, that's perfect. Good night. Jeez. But, uh, you know, and at the same time, we have birds and gobles and, you know, um, you know, the boring names. Yeah. But other than that, we are pretty lacking in any sort of diversity. Because, like I was saying, we went from England to America yeah. to Utah. Yeah. There was not a whole lot in between. Now, if you were to go down Grandma's side, now keep in mind that Mom's grandfather was straight out of Denmark. Mm-hmm. They were Danish. Mm-hmm. Um, the Godfrey's, Wonda. Yep. He, that was a guy, by the yep. way. Wonda. <laughs> I mean, straight out of Denmark. Yeah. And so that's when things start going a little more diverse, but not much because they pretty much just stay there. Um, they go from there into England and then <laughs> to right, America right, right, and right. to and Utah. But uh, by the way, straight out of Denmark is going to be my new single <laughs> coming out soon. Hope you all pick it up. Coming straight out of Denmark. So, okay. But it's interesting that uh, we haven't diverged too much from what we do as far as jobs are concerned. Yeah. I mean, nobody has really attempted to do anything. You know extravagant like into politics mm-hmm. not that that's extravagant but you know what i mean um very salt of the earth 
like you were saying, candy makers, bakers, mercantile, farmers, and uh, warehouse workers warehouse nowadays, workers, delivery drivers. And so yeah. um, Jonathan David, I will say, he wasn't only running the mercantile shop, but for a good 20 years, he also did undertaking mm. up in Farmington. Interesting. And so it's very possible that if you walk through the Farmington Cemetery, he did undertaking for a lot of the people that were around at that time. He was also elected a deputy sheriff as well. And so he wore several different hats. And so that was something, yeah. you know. And uh, if you go a ways back, back into England, another one of our ancestors on the Woodside also was in law enforcement. Hmm. Kind of ish. <laughs> so okay. that, that was the extent of any sort of, <laughs> you know, any other style of job apart from. You know, so. It is interesting how there, there are so many patterns there within the family. Like when you're talking about jobs or we've had several people on both sides who are very creative types, who are artists, who are um, one of uh, – <laughs> yeah. I was showing him balls and semen. Balls and semen. Jeez. <laughs> Just taking a look at the balls on my phone. <laughs> um. But it's just interesting to me because there are patterns that do emerge with within family lines, and um, and sometimes it's hard to break out of that. Yeah, for whatever reason, it is. It's it's odd that we've all just kind of stuck to it. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's like because I don't think any of us have actually looked at what our parents were doing and made a decision to do that. No, you know what no. I mean. There was no conscious decision that yeah. I was going to go into warehousing because dad did. Sure. Um, it ended up that way, but it's not because of what he was doing. Um, same with the title business. When I was in that, it's not because that's what mom was doing. It's yeah. just kind of, that's where I ended up. Yeah. It, I don't know if it's, it's just the jobs that for our family, it just kind of suits our personalities or I, I don't know what it is, but it's, it's really fascinating. It is for sure. Because one of, uh, I think it was one of grandma's brothers was a, a carver, a wood carver. And he had, for years, they, they had a um, a carving that he had done sitting on, on one of their tables. It was a guy with an axe. Remember that? I do remember that, yeah. but I didn't know he carved that. Yeah, he That's carved interesting. it. interesting. Because I, I would always pick it up and look at it, and I kind of admired it from an artistic point of view. Right. But yeah, he uh, he carved that. Another thing really quick that I find that I think we should bring back as far as names is concerned. Fourth great-grandfather had a son mm -hmm. named Oliver. Oliver? Wood. Oliver Wood. <laughs> From Harry Potter. From Harry Potter. Yeah. And so I think that's a name that we should revive just for that reason. <laughs> But uh, yeah, there there is an Oliver Wood in the family. Uh, Cameron's son is Oliver. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I completely spaced that. So well, yeah. <laughs> you know. keep the name alive. Yeah, I think we need to bring back the Johns and the Davids, and we Let's bring have, them back. We do. We need Ellens and Harriets and Olivers and Mary Magdalenes. <laughs> there was a Mary Magdalene. Mm -hmm. Mary Magdalene <laughs> Wood. You bet. <laughs> That was another Wonderful. 
Wonderful. <laughs> Ellen Matilda, John William, Harriet Ann. So Harriet, that's mm. that's a good one to bring back. But uh Troy Ronald. Troy Ronald. Andrew L. Andrew L. <laughs> that's a weird thing that's popped up in our family. The L. The L. There is if I go through this, if you can look at this, there are so many L's that just find their way in. And it's not it doesn't it doesn't stand for something. It's either the letter L or E L. It is. It's so odd. It is odd. In fact, um George Siemens was actually married to Emma Elwood. Really? Yeah. And so down grandma's lines, when you go through, you know, perks and Siemens mm-hmm. and whatnot, it's funny that there's an Elwood and eventually that morphs through marriage to actually become wood. Mm-hmm. And so, and on mom's side, grandpa's father, our great grandfather's name was Frank Elwood. Yeah. And so there was already an Elwood on that side as well. <laughs> and so then you have Lamar's, you have Louise's, you have, you know, all these other L's that just keep popping up. Grandpa was Dale L. Dale Cole. L. That's Dale right. L. That's right. Dale L. Grab you a cold, frosty bottle of Dale Ale. <laughs> so, yeah. it's uh, And that's just kind of stuck around. That's where my middle name came from. Yeah. There's just kind of a, uh, well, let's not call him Louise or Lamar right. or Elwood or E-L. Let's just do L. L. And so, L period. That's what it is. Hmm. So. Well, there you go. Um, There's a brief history of the Woodside. Yeah. Uh, hopefully you found this somewhat entertaining. I did. I mean, it's interesting. It is. I mean, you can look at, uh, you know, you can go track down the headstones. You can find actual stuff that belongs to them in, in museums. Stuff that, yeah. you know, is part of our family. I mean, it's, I mean, if you think about it, it belongs to us. Yeah. Because, you know, and uh, so you see that, you see the candy making machine, Mm -hmm. for instance. It's like, it belongs to John Wood. Yeah. And we are his fourth great grandchildren. It's like, so technically, you know, should talk to the church and say, hey, if you ever get rid of this, (laughs) give me it. Keep it in the family. Give me it. uh, I want it. Give me. Can we do that? Can we walk in there and go, it's my family's. I want it back. This is mine. Sorry. <laughs> Fourth great grandson. I want to Here's the lineage. I want to become a candy maker. Can I Give me this? it. So. Yeah. Um, Anson Call's house has been on ghost adventures. That's right. It has. Anson Call's house in Bountiful is very well known as one of the most haunted places in Utah. Yeah. yeah. And Haunted, quote unquote. Yeah. Yeah. And we've both been there. Oh, yeah. You know, we both, we both seen it. Haven't been inside. Um, but I've seen pictures on the inside and that thing is trash, yeah. just spray painted yeah. and just brought to crap, which is very depressing. Yeah. I mean, from a family perspective, it's like, this is my, I think he's also fourth great grandfather and that's or fifth, but, um, like this is a family house mm-hmm. and you guys have just let it go to crap. You I mean, know? show up there and go, give me it. It's right. mine. <laughs> it's mine now. <laughs> but no, what's funny about that ghost adventure show was, I don't know how they drew this conclusion, but at some point, um, oh crap, uh, famous serial killer, Bundy, Bundy, Ted Bundy, 
somehow there was some rumor he was either in Bountiful or ended up at that house somewhere, and that's who they were trying to contact. And I read news stories on it where people in that area were just like, yeah, no. <laughs> that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I will say, though, having studied a little bit at Ted Bundy, he did end up, I think it was in the back or in the auditorium of either Bountiful High School or Viewmont High School. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe that's why. He was kind of staking it out. He was there okay. in the city, um, but it's not like any extended period of time. Yeah. You know. I, that's what it was. I remember them mentioning Bountiful High. Yeah. And so. somehow his spirit was now, he could contact it from that house? I don't know. <laughs> ghost yeah. logic. I don't it, know. It ghost logic. Yeah, because he was never there. No. I mean, he was never in that house. I mean, why would he? Yeah. Um, he was in an apartment in the avenues. That's right, in Salt Lake. That I've seen. I went and checked that thing out, and let me tell you, it's creepy standing there. <laughs> I went there on a Sunday, like today. It was uh, in, the, in the fall or late summer, and it was quiet. And I was looking up at this place, and having read, and it was kind of a tangent from family history, but <laughs> I read that he would kind of sneak down from the side window mm -hmm. that you can see right from the driveway, you know, and go do his thing, and then, you know, make his way back up that way so he didn't come through the front door. And to see that window... It's it's very distressing if you let it get to you. Little creepy, little creepy. Because yeah. also in that house, he kept with him severed human heads. He had four that he had with him at the time in the fridge, right? Yeah, that was in that apartment yeah. with him. And I'm like, that's that's scary <laughs> to think about. And not only that, he kept photos of you know the trophies as photos yeah. in like the boiler room of that apartment complex, like hidden. <laughs> in a photo album there. I'm like, uh, so if you want to get creeped out, go look that up. Yeah. It's, it's a creepy one, but, but unfortunately we don't have any serial killers down our we family don't. line. No serial so killers. No. Somebody wants to pick up that torch and run with it. Please don't. But, uh, <laughs> no, no pirates, no bank robbers. We no. did have, we did have a couple sirs. We had some knights. Okay. Well, through, something through the, uh, you know, back around medieval times. The last time our family was interesting. That's apparently. right. We had a couple sirs. But don't forget, we had, you know, a Native American slaughter monger. <laughs> so, great. Yeah. Great. Great. Claim to fame, I guess. Wonderful. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Um, I think that, that'll just about wrap it up for this episode. Um, so if, if this is interesting, if you want me to, you know, if you want us to look down the call side, sure. You know, give us a heads up. We'll do it. And we'll hopefully be a little more, you know, um, coherent. But, uh, a lot of this was from memory. It's from, you know, the things I'd read and mm -hmm. there's just, there's just so much that you can dive into. Yeah. So I tried to find some of the more interesting, like the bear story and the candy making mm -hmm. and the, the blind violin player later on. And <laughs> the lone blind violin player. <laughs> the lone violin. I could just, I imagine him playing this soft kind of sad song by the fire. This, oh, there's grandpa playing his song. Yeah. People walk by, I could hear the violin music. <laughs> Some say you can still hear it. You still hear it? I want to know where that violin is. Yeah. It's someone's got to have it. You you would think. Yeah. Cuz no one's just going to destroy it. No. I mean it's a handmade violin made out of wood from a pig pen. Mm -hmm. His own pig pen. And uh yeah, 
that would be a shame to to get rid of that or if that was destroyed somehow that would yeah yeah. so that's something to look into track that thing down all right um thanks for listening if you did um tune in next episode to hear the brothers ramble about another topic we'll see ya bye